Hi, I'm Emily Elizabeth, and this is Clifford, my big red dog. Yesterday, my friend Martha said, I got my dog from a fancy pet store. Where did you get yours? So, I told her how I got Clifford. Those are the opening lines of Clifford the Small Red Puppy by Norman Bridwell. And this is Books That Raised Us. I'm Alana Shapiro, an educator and mom whose best friends were books for most of my childhood. And I'm Esty Shapiro, a designer and writer and currently a grad student at the School of the Art Institute of Chicago. So this one was my pick and I reread it. Um, what do you remember about this book? Um, this is Small Red Puppy, right? It's the yeah. first Clifford book. Because I, I do no, sort of well, remember this as, like, uh, um, I remember the series sort of as a whole more than, like, individual books. But I do remember that this book specifically is where I learned the word runt or what it means to be the runt <laughs> of the litter. Because that's, like, sorry, this is totally a spoiler. But that's the big joke of this book is that Clifford... Emily Elizabeth gets Clifford because he's the runt of the litter and he's this teeny tiny dog and the breeder's like, good luck, like total failure to thrive, like have him. And then he ends up being so well loved and taken care of that he grows to be like the size of their house. And, he, <laughs> exactly. and he's by far the biggest dog in the neighborhood. And that's like what's so sweet in the whole story of Clifford is that Clifford the big red dog is this massive, gigantic, bright red dog. <laughs> um. No, that's so funny. So you're right. This is sort of Clifford's backstory. So it's not the first book. The first book was Clifford the Big Red Dog that just talks about this massive red dog who's bigger than a house um, and all the like shenanigans and antics and problems he causes because he's so big. Um, but then this came out later, and it's the story of how Emily Elizabeth got Clifford <laughs> and um, how he became Clifford the Big Red Dog. Yeah. Okay, so it's the first chronologically, exactly. but not in order of publication. <laughs> right, exactly. That's fine. And it's funny that you say that's where you learn the word runt, because I was like, I don't think they use the word runt, and they don't. It just says, you know, he was... The very, this one puppy was smaller than the rest. And the man said, don't take him. He's the, oh, it does say he's the runt. <laughs> Sorry, he's the runt. He will always be small and sick. But I love that little puppy. He needed me. <laughs> and so she took him home. <laughs> I love that. That's so wholesome. Right? Absolutely. Um. So what year, I guess what year did this come out? But maybe more broadly, like when approximately where the Clifford books published and what does that mean to you? Yeah. So this, so this one came out in 72. Um, I'm Clifford, the big red dog, I think, I don't know. I can look, it came out probably in 1970 or 71. And, um, it, so they kind of were born and raised with me, <laughs> I would say. Um, and you know, honestly, when I came up with the introduction my little tagline with the introduction of best friends were books for most of my life I have to tell you Emily Elizabeth 
was one of my best friends for my whole life. And so she um she definitely inspired that moniker. I love that. Was there anything that surprised you on rereading it or is this book just so cemented in your memory that yeah. you know the whole thing? Yeah. I mean, I think that's true of most of the picture books that we've chosen. They're so, you know, kind of short and sweet and um again you know the images the pictures from the book that kind of help tell the story um and make like the pictures are some of the jokes or funny parts of the story when they're describing just how itty bitty tiny Clifford is and he couldn't really get into his food bowl and he, you know you'd see this picture of him face first with the feet sticking out um of the food bowl because he was too little to be able to to eat (laughs) and um they got him the tiniest collar they could and it was like around his middle like it didn't (laughs) come on his neck he like ran and it was around his middle and it was still falling off you know (laughs) so he was he was really really tiny that's so cute yeah I feel like in some ways books like this are so brilliant because sort of the the punchline is, like, the story, right? Mm-hmm. Like, right. especially with this one where it, it sort of came out later in the series, like, you know Clifford. You're so familiar with this right. giant dog. And, like, the whole, like, the whole thing that's funny about that story or those books is, like, the, the like, exaggerated scale, right? right? Like, imagining having a dog that's as big as your house and right. you can, like, ride it like an elephant, <laughs> and, right? Like, that's sort of the whole joke of the Clifford books. And exactly. then to sort of, like, turn it on its head and be like, but he was he was right. the smallest puppy. is right. like, so, it's just, like, such wholesome, like, pure humor. Right. It's so right. funny. Right, and it's funny, like, the last page of the book um, is, so, I said to Martha, that's how I got my dog. Tell me again how you got your dog. Martha said, forget it <laughs> you know because she's got the best story you exactly, can't talk that can't talk Clifford <laughs> that's so funny do you have um either a favorite part or a favorite character yeah so obviously Emily Elizabeth who was my best friend all those years growing up um she's my favorite character no question about it and um my favorite part of the story is this really really sweet page and picture where teeny tiny little Clifford who's sort of like you said failure to thrive like not growing and she he's so teeny and um he's just too small um is laying in bed tucked into the covers and with his little tiny head on the pillow in Emily Elizabeth's bedroom and Emily Elizabeth is petting him and there's a tear coming down her face and the, the page reads, Daddy said Clifford was just too small. He didn't think he could live through the winter. I was very sad. That night, I told Clifford I wished he would grow to be a big, healthy dog. And I told him I loved him. And then on the next page, it's like brighter and sunnier. You can tell it's it's daytime. And she's sitting up in bed and Clifford's sitting up and wagging his tail and he's a little bit bigger. And so <laughs> she says, next morning, he looked bigger to me. <laughs> and then, He literally grew overnight because she said she loved him. I know. And then the next day, like, he, 
he had an easier time eating his dog food and the collar fit him better. And like throughout the course of that next day, <laughs> he grows and grows and grows because of how much she loved him That's... and wanted him to grow and be healthy and strong. So cute. <laughs> that honestly, this is going to sound terrible, but it reminds me a little bit of our experience uh, rescuing a pandemic dog oh. <laughs> a year ago. Because we were recently talking about Frankie, who I am just absolutely in love with, who's, yeah. like, such an important addition to our family this year. Right. Um, but that she was, like, kind of a hot mess when we got oh, her. She was a super hot mess when we got her. We were just saying that last night over dinner. Yeah, and I, you know, I think in some ways... It was very Emily Elizabeth of you to be drawn to, like, the pregnant dog with heartworm who, like, they rescued off the euthanasia list at a kill shelter in Houston and who, like, we got with, like, literally, like, nipples down to her knees, like, yeah. like in rough shape, having just nursed four puppies and, like, whatever. It was, you know, it was, like... A long spring summer of like lots of really sort of high stakes vet visits and like getting her healthy and and I think in some ways it's it was just so Emily Elizabeth of you to be like no like she needs our love and our love will <laughs> heal her like it will make her okay okay and you keep saying me but who's the one who's really the biggest Frankie fan in the whole wide world no I and know. who has loved her and nurtured her the most in this family and that would be you so you're channeling Emily Elizabeth also I think well yes I just I think early on you were a strong advocate for it had to be that one and I yeah I think yeah I think you saw it before I did I will give you that well I saw that picture of her with her little ear turned down and oh my gosh how could you say no to that little face yeah <laughs> for sure no but that's I don't know I think that's part of like the magic of dogs and especially rescue dogs like these stories are just so heartbreaking and and you know it is it's like the little scrawny one yeah. who, like, you don't know if they're, <laughs> they're going to be okay, that, like, they they need you. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. And, frankly, like, we need yeah. her just as much. Totally. Like, I can't imagine the past year without... Totally. Remember when we were talking about, like, emotional support animals, and I said, well, she, like, we're her emotional support as much as she's ours in a lot of ways. Absolutely. How did this book raise you? Um... So I think this book, this one small book in a whole series of lots of wonderful, amazing Clifford books, um, maybe is the first time I got hooked on like a series of books. Um, and that set of Clifford books has been just a cherished <laughs> piece of my life and my childhood for so long there's actually a little bit of family drama around my Clifford books because um <laughs> I had left them you know at my mom's when I was in college and got married and, and left home and everything and um many years later my mom gave me my set of Clifford books back and my sister was really, really upset about it because she also loved 
loved Clifford, and you know it's it's like a joke that she, you know, tells all the time, or she talks about all the time. You know, mom loves you more because you got the Clifford books, and it's funny and it's a joke, but like also there's like <laughs> a little bit of underlying angst there. I think, um, you know, but I. They were my Clifford books because Emily Elizabeth was really my best friend. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny you say that about that a series because I think you're right. There aren't very many series picture books. Like there are, you know, picture book authors who have written a lot of books. I think about like um, Tommy DePaula or Kevin Hankey's, but those aren't, they're not like the same characters that you're following through all the books. And the only one that I can think of except for Clifford is Arthur. Um, oh, and I was thinking Berenstain Bears. Oh, actually. you're yeah, right. Okay. They're similar so in they're, that way, too, and kind of same time frame. Yeah, so there are a few, I guess. but um, And they all make excellent <laughs> PBS Kids cartoon TV shows. Exactly. That was one of your favorites. <laughs> well, well, Clifford and Arthur used to air back-to-back, and yeah. it was like heaven when I was like I don't know six seven years old like I could sit down in front of PBS kids and and I think it was it was wasn't it Arthur and Clifford and then Thomas the Tank Engine maybe I don't think so it was like the trifecta I don't remember what was third but but I do remember sitting and watching Clifford and Arthur back to back right and the I mean they were only like half hour episodes but each episode was actually two stories right right? and so it it felt like you got to sit down and watch like four stories (laughs) of like these characters that you just loved and and I think maybe in the way that you feel about Clifford I think that's similar to how I grew up with Arthur yeah and that's just totally a generational thing like I think exactly you know Clifford was to the 70s what Arthur was to the 90s 90s. and like that's fine (laughs) um but they're, yeah, they're just classics. They're so, they're so wholesome. They're so sweet. <laughs> so, um, how would you say that this book raised you? Um, I mean, obviously I love this story, but I think what I said earlier is sort of the way that its impact has been most lasting. And that's, like, the moments where you associate a certain vocab word with, like, the context that you mm. learned it in. And so... Um, for this book, it was, like, learning the word rent, right? And, like, just what that meant. And then for, still to this day, like, for the rest of my life, every time I see or read or use that word, I, like, a little part of me, like, thinks of Clifford, right? Like, that's, like, that. But, but I have that with a few words, and I think it was just, like, there was a certain age, maybe around early elementary school, Mm -hmm. like, late preschool, early elementary school, where, like, I had this sort of, like, curiosity and need to, like, expand my vocabulary, and there were certain words that, like, came into my life in a way that, like, the context was important, and I still to this day associate those words with that. The other example that I'm thinking of is um, the time that my booby, your mom, took my brother and I to the Children's Museum, and um, someone pulled a fire alarm <laughs> And we learned the word evacuate at the children's <laughs> museum. And, and we came home and we said, Mommy, Mommy, we learned a new word today. 
<laughs> we were at the museum and we had to evacuate. <laughs> That's hilarious. And so I, I do think like there are just, yeah. you know, there are certain words that for me, like the context that I learned them in is as important as the word itself. And every time I use the word evacuate, I think of the children's museum. And every time I hear the word rent, I think of Clifford. Clifford. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> All right. Well, that was Clifford, the small red puppy on Books That Raised Us. Next week, we'll be talking about Frindle by Andrew Clemens. You can find the show anywhere you listen to podcasts and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Until then, we're on Twitter and Instagram as at Books Raised Us. Our theme music is by Cooper Kaminsky. Happy reading!